0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Good morning and good morning to all of you online. thought I would start us out by bringing us or bringing you the comic genius of Chevy Chase. Perhaps you have seen the movie Christmas Vacation, where one of the ultimate, if you're looking for anger and somebody who did a brilliant role in acting with anger, recall when we're at the end, towards the end of the movie of Christmas Vacation, and Chevy Chase, his character, he's about at his wits end. Everything with the extended family has just been building on each other to kind of bring you to this moment and where he loses it. And behind that, with dealing with the extended family, he has been waiting every year for the past 20 years of where he has worked, he has received a bonus around Christmas time. And this year, he Of all years, he had uh, paid money he didn't have as he was waiting on that bonus to pay for a swimming pool for the family. And the day he was expecting that bonus to come, it didn't come. And it's putting pressure on him. And finally, as things with the extended family seem to be, he's reaching the end that knock On the door comes. The delivery man is late, but comes and says here, and I'm sorry, Merry Christmas. And Frank and his, I said Frank, his name's Clark Griswold, the character. He actually is a little joyed a little hope in the moment. Oh, that bonus has come. And he says before he opens the envelope, I'm sorry if I had been short with all of you, but I was worried this wasn't going to come. And I paid a lot of money for a swimming pool that I didn't have. And when all the snow's gone, you can come and we can celebrate the swimming pool together. And as he makes this excited announcement, he finally opens that envelope. And reality sets in. It is not that bonus that he was expecting. It is a one-year membership in the jelly of the month club. And of course, this was the final straw, if you recall the scene. For a moment, I thought about maybe trying to memorize that and act it out, but I'm, I'd be a little nervous doing that from the pulpit. But he actually says, you know, if somebody's thinking of a last Christmas present for me, why don't you go over and kidnap my boss and bring him right here so that I can tell him to his face what I think of him in this decision that he has made to do the bonuses. I tell you this story, it's a, it's a funny story as it is set up in that movie, but it does reveal a lesson. The, the anger, human anger that can come out of, this, out of a sinful heart and it can lead to destruction. I mean, in that movie, it, it led to kidnapping and then all the aftermath after that. I don't know, perhaps you have never wanted to kidnap your boss. No, perhaps you have, but you all know we all know the anger that can come from our own hearts and it can lead to destruction, destruction of relationship of a lot of things. Well, I want you to take that idea of human anger and I want you to put it over here. We will return to it in a moment. But we have in the gospel that Father Joe just read to us something, a polar opposite in human anger, we have John 3.16, what Martin Luther actually called the gospel in miniature, meaning the entire story of the Bible in one or two verses in a nutshell. You heard it, John 3.16, and you probably know it well as one of the most famous, if not the most famous verse in the Bible. For God, not just loved, so loved the entire world that he gave his only begotten son, that all who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It is love at the heart, the very element of love that we hear in other scripture. God is love. And if that's not enough, Followed by verse 17. Indeed, God gave his only son that all would believe in him. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that he came into the world to save it. Save redemption, salvation, and the love of God. These two verses are actually easy for us and probably what draw us on a lot of days to come to worship or to say that we are Christians. It is easy to speak of a deity that came in the form of a human and that loves us. But what are we to do with verse 18 that comes right after verse 17? As verse 18 says, and those that believe in him... And those that believe in him would not be condemned. But for those that do not believe in him, they are condemned already. Now, do you see this can set up, if we don't know the deeper what's going on, it can set up a seeming contradiction. On one hand, we have love, the love of God. And then on the other hand, we have the anger of God. Well, in this fourth Sunday of Lent, the season that the church has handed to us as a great gift, I want to take us into the question, as Christians, how do we reconcile the anger of God? What we heard in our Old Testament reading, God sending snakes to bite people. Or what we heard from Father Joe last week in in the gospel that was appointed, Jesus actually going into the temple, making a cord, a weapon of sorts, and, and just looking very angry. What are we supposed to do with this idea of the anger of God and how do we reconcile it with the love of God? And it's a very important question to ask because across the span of our lives, our faith lives as Christians, if you have been on that side that really gravitates towards the anger of God, a God that is demanding and and that is distant, that ends up working itself out in the way that you live out your faith. And on the, other, on the other side with that other, if, you're, if you just think God is mushy, gushy love, just in leaving it there in the emotive love that only humans, that we can understand, and not wanting to talk about the rest, that leaves a God that, is, that we can all too easily try to take advantage of. It's a very important question to consider in our Lenten journey. How do we reconcile the anger of God versus the love of God. Well, I want to put it it this way, that you can't have one without the other. And understanding the anger of God actually sets us up for a deeper understanding of the love of God shown in John 3.16 and John 3.17. And in the place, the only way we can reconcile them is on the cross of Christ. As the anger Of God and the love of God come down in the form of the cross upon Jesus. And there we are able to reconcile the two. Now first, let's look at the anger of God. And I mentioned that, that Clark Griswold scene in the beginning because we all too easily make the mistake that, that Jesus being in the temple or the anger of God, we put the human understanding and experience of our own anger that can come out of our own sinful hearts upon God. But that is a mistake as the anger that God has that we see all throughout Scripture is the righteous anger anger of God. Where we may have anger and act out, and then it may lead us to a point of uh, frustration or even embarrassment that we dropped our filters and let everything fly, God never has regrets on the anger that he has. And as God looks at the world, he sees several things that stir his heart of anger. And just to name a few Injustice, exploitation, prejudice, there are several others that that manifest themselves as sin that can come out. And God hates sin. And this is where the justice and wrath of God come from. But what is, he doesn't hate his creation. This is the other side in a popular saying or a cliche is that the depth of love for anyone can be measured by the sacrifice of what you are willing to give up. What did God offer and give up as a sacrifice? His only begotten son, Jesus, looking at the depth of the love that he has for all of us. You see, he loves us all as his creation, but he is not a God that just sits up in the heaven somewhere, sees sin, and then doesn't offer a way forward through that sin. This is how the righteous anger of God and the love of God through the cross of Christ use and are part of one another. Let me put it to you this way. Have you ever known someone, a loved one, that has battled cancer or another disease and has lost their, their life to it. Now, sometimes that, that is a very quick thing. And other times it can be several years of anguish and fighting to end up in, in passing away. And if you've ever been through that, I have with, with a family member just a couple years ago. I have a hate for cancer for what it did to my loved one. This is an illustration to look at that, that righteous anger of God and the love of God and kind of tr- in human understanding trying to reconcile the two through the cross of Christ. And look, sandwiched on both sides of John 3.16, you have John bringing in across the spectrum of the social ladder, the actual John 3.16, which we have is a conversation with Nicodemus. Now, Nicodemus is the highest of the high of the social ladder. And if it was in our time, it would be as if Nicodemus had all kinds of Harvard degrees, PhDs, and doctorates. He was just seen and recognized. Jesus himself called him the teacher, not a teacher, the teacher of Israel. And yet, as being in that high status, God puts his finger, as as Jesus is is. They're having this conversation on the need that Nicodemus brought in coming to see Jesus by night. And as if that's not enough, right at the end of John 3, heading into John 4, John takes us to the the lowest of the social ladder with the woman at the the well, the Samaritan woman. If you recall this story, this, this woman, she is collecting water at Jacob's well. And she wants to avoid, because of the natural consequences of her sin, she is coming at a time, at the hottest time of the day, where nobody will be able to see her, give her a hard time. She wants to avoid that and continue into her life of hiding. And as Jesus would come upon the scene and meet this woman there, he would would say to her, Where is your husband? And she would say, I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, You're right. You have had five, and the one you're with now is not your husband. You see what is happening. This is an example of that Old Testament, or even that we hear in the New Testament, righteous anger of God, as well as his compassion and love on full display. He treats her with dignity and with kindness, and with respect, and yet he calls out the sin to name it, and that she may not be under it anymore, so that she may know everlasting life through the cross, which will happen in a few years later, from a few moments later from that time in John 4. Do you see the two encounters with Jesus that are on both sides of John 3:16 the high if rather you are at the highest of the social ladder or the low of the low this is what our lenten journey is about That no matter who you are, the highest status or the lowest status that says, I'm not even worthy of the love of God. This is where God, through his cross, where his anger and his just nature, his righteous anger and that love meet on the cross. And that everything that was sinful and broken in our world and with us died on the cross with him, and because he rose again, the ultimate victory was won. As you hear this, my prayer would be that you realize that by looking and focusing upon that Old Testament anger and New Testament as well, righteous anger of God, that you would realize the sacrifice that he made and how, in that it deepens the love that he has for you. This is how the two reconcile. And I would pray that in these final weeks over the coming, as we head to Holy Week, that as you focus on that, whether you are in that in a high status place like Nicodemus, or you're in that low status place like the Samaritan woman, my prayer would be that God puts his finger upon the need that you have right now. And as you continue, as that God continues to work in your heart and continues to sanctify you and lets you know who you were and who he continues to make you and transform you into that you could use that Old Testament righteous anger, the old idea that we have, and that it would deepen the understanding of the love that God indeed has for you. All honor, praise, and glory be to our Lord and Savior who makes this type of love possible for us all. Amen.